Welcome to the UK Fantasy NFL Show. I am your league champion, Adam Best, here with two other league members, Sam Best, as always, and a substitute coming in now at the last minute. Dave Myers joins us from the league. Um, Alex Deacon has to part ways. Hey, are you all right? Yeah, it's worth mentioning that Dave um, is one of the few league members that actually knows something about American football, so his draft picks are less rogue. But yeah, introduce yourself, Dave. Uh, so I am a New England Patriots fan. So oh, like Mike Wilds and Mike <laughs> Every Brooks, other UK so. fan. Yeah. Um, I've been in this league for three years with everyone else. And yeah, just a casual fan. Nice. Aren't we all? Casual <laughs> fan who does more research than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do no research. Yeah. Dave, Dave, Dave will play it. Um, cool, but he he does know more about American football than either of us. So Dave's the one that got me into American football, and I'm the one that got Adam into American football. Is that fair to say? Um, I mean, we watched one Super Bowl like five or six now, years ago. I now refuse to believe that anyone knows more than me. Oh, all right. <laughs> the league champion. You know, I may I may have been late to the party, but I now I'm an I'm an elite. Well then, you shafted Danny on a few picks, a few trades. It wasn't that difficult. <laughs> so today we have um, we have a review of our draft, our own personal draft in the league that you so commonly hear about. Um, obviously, all of us involved, and, and we'll go through Alex's as well, so you can judge him as we go. He might sound like he knew something before the draft, but he definitely doesn't when you see his picks. Um, We'll try and go through that. Yeah, it should be good because we've got, obviously, we've done reviews of all the positions over the last couple of weeks. And this is all culminating towards this one episode where we're going to go through, I mean, hundreds of players, really. Um, But first of all, as we do every week, the latest news. Most fantasy relevant. We'll start with, of course, Travis Etienne. Etienne? Etienne? Etienne. Let's go Etienne. Um, Travis Etienne looks like he's going to miss the season with a horrific injury. Yeah, a bit sad. It's worth mentioning this happened within an hour of our draft starting. And before this, it was going definitely in the first two rounds of most drafts. So, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, genuinely. In most of my mock drafts, he was going very early. So um, that was a a bullet dodge for someone in the league. (laughs) It's surely good news for James Robinson. Excellent news for James Robinson, yeah, obviously. It was so late that uh, it didn't actually pop up that it was on IR until about halfway through the draft. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was proper squeaky bum time. I mean, for Robinson, you, you kind of hope that he can do what he did last year now with, with a similar backfield that he had last year. You would hope that he could at least reach that potential on what looks like should be a better offense this year. Yeah, it's really not the end of the world. Um for the for the Jaguars, it's obviously nasty to pick up an injury, a rookie that was probably going to start, if not be one of the major parts of a committee in that running back room. Uh, so it's sad for him personally. Fantasy-wise, not too much of a problem unless you drafted him before the injury happened because James Robinson just takes that role now. And Jacksonville-wise, I think James, can, uh, James Robinson can step up. So I don't think it's a massive problem other than for him personally, which is a massive shame. Go on then. I'm going to put this to you. 
how much of a change do you think this sees for James Robinson? And what was his ceiling and floor with ETN there? And what do you think it is now? I actually think he was, uh, I wouldn't have touched him with a barge pole or where he's being draft, drafted because he was, he's a rookie. There's James Robinson, who I, like, he wasn't amazing last year, but he was like, he was big. Like, you could have him at RB1 just about if you were struggling for running backs. James Robinson was a. Yeah, yeah, you did. For example, you won the league with James Robinson as your RB1. He was a good, reliable player who got you points every week. Yeah. Travis Travis Etienne just just would come into that system and mess things up and as a fantasy point of view. Like, yeah. you don't know who's getting the ball. You don't know where. It's, it's a bit like um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at the beginning part of last season when they were both just nicking each other's snaps and you literally couldn't call it at one point. I think it would have been a bit like that. Obviously, it's hard to call, but yeah, I, he was being drafted ridiculously high for where he deserved to be drafted um, as a fantasy prospect. Obviously, I know he's a very good running back, but I think it, I think it changes things definitely for James Robinson, and you just hope that he can do what he did last year. Um, but anyway, uh, the next point in the news is um, thanks to thanks to Dave for this one. A couple of minutes before we actually started, <laughs> there's been an outbreak of COVID. I think this is, won't be the first time we talk about COVID this season, unfortunately, and I think there will be outbreaks throughout the year. But the Tennessee Titans, who seem to do fairly well with vaccinations, as far as I've heard, um, they've had an outbreak and, and, and Tannehill in amongst it, along with six others. Yeah, so I think Tannehill's double vaccinated. So I think it said that all he needed was a couple of negative PCRs within 24 hours and should be all back to normal. So so wait, um, help me out with this, Dave. Is, is he? I'm guessing he hasn't tested positive. No, but he must have been oh. close to people. Right. Okay. I think it's not not a bad time for this to happen. Preseason uh, is an yeah. absolute shambles anyway. Like it's it's good to get the rookies out, but you, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not the end of the world if your best players are missing preseason three. And ten days from now, they'll still have a week, week and a half um, to prep for the season. So I don't think that if it's like, obviously it's not good news, but if it's going to happen to you, happening now is the best time. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're in any risk of of leaving anything. You know. Hopefully, there's no dregs coming through from this outbreak by the time the season runs around. Hopefully, they're, they're still able to put their first team out. Um, so, yeah, as you say, probably a good time for this to happen. Um, but obviously, never a good time to have a, an outbreak of COVID. And I think it does, if anything, you know, mirrors a little bit of what should what could be to come, particularly with some stupid teams who don't want to vaccinate themselves like the Vikings. <laughs> yeah so what what happened dave and what because uh, we, so we're normally quite good with with the news but we've <laughs> let ourselves yeah. down a bit Vrabel tested positive on sunday and yet to test negative i'm guessing that there's like seven people that were quite close to him um and they I might agree. i think they must have um all tested positive and to be placed on the reserve covid list so we do need to get through this because we have one hell of a bit of content to get through. But before we do that, I did just want to mention Lamar, Lamar Jackson was asked um, in, in a, one of the many press conferences after training camp that is he worried about defences figuring it out this year? And he just said, oh, I doubt it. What are they going to do? What's going to happen? Going to shoot me? I doubt it. They have to catch me first. I'm like a whippet. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, you'll see where Lamar Jackson got drafted in our 
draft and it's just silly late to be honest um Um, so we've got Sam picking at one Dave at two Um, I was slapped back in the middle at five and Alex picking up the tail at ten Um, so Sam starts off your first pick was obviously Christian McCaffrey Um, look I am concerned everyone is well everyone who's got him and people were pointing out look he's got injured before he got injured last season everyone has seasons full of injury is he going to come back the same who knows but quite frankly, there's no one else to pick up pick one. Everyone was everyone who was saying to me, "Oh, are you worried about the injury?" would have also picked him up first pick. Everyone would have picked him up first pick. Uh, there was no real um, question about that. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey first pick. Dave, next one, Dave. Who do you have? Yeah, Dave might as well introduce so, you. Uh, for second, I picked up Dalvin Cook. This is very tight between him and Henry. Uh, I just thought Cook was a little bit more consistent week to week. I had a last year and there was only one week where he played where he actually got less than 15 points and that week he still got 10 points which that's pretty good that's, um, that's very good whereas Henry had quite a few ma- massive weeks where he scored like four touchdowns in the last half or whatever um, but yeah. um, there was a few weeks where he got four or five and yeah, anyway, just really happy to have someone else in Zeke Elliott. So I've been watching <laughs> him for the last two years and he's just gone downhill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, look, we were talking about this, Dave, weren't we? Were, who are you going to pick, Henry or Cook? And me and Adam spoke about it as well. And I think it's a problem lots of people are going to have in this draft. And it's, it's literally 50-50. It's just what you prefer. Do you prefer a guy who's going to consistently perform or do you prefer a guy that can literally win you a matchup one week? And, um, for me as someone who can consist- consistently perform. Um, so I would have yeah. gone cook as well, but it's not easy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just when you're picking that RB one, I mean, we saw last year, there was a couple of guys who just were completely void. You said, you mentioned Ezekiel Elliott there. Like he, he was just completely fell off a cliff last year. And that's, you know, that's your number one overall pick. Just, down the drain um so yeah you, you pick dalvin cook um henry comes next and it you know between those two is difficult it's not particularly surprising the next two picks derrick henry obviously really close to cook then we've got alvin kamara who's actually projected the most out of all the running backs i don't know if you really? know this guys yeah yeah um it's over christian mccaffrey it's over cooks over henry if you look on the app the nfl fantasy app which is the one we use um, he is projected more by like 0.3 points than Christian McCaffrey. It's impossible to predict, I think. It's just completely impossible because you, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Winston's one of these guys who can be so hot and cold and I'm not entirely convinced they're going to put it taste some hell from the start. Um, I think Kamara is a, is a constant. And I think he, if he'd have slipped to me at five, I would have taken him without, you know, without question. Um but I do think it remains to be seen whether he's top seven in the RB rankings or top three. He's like such a good wide receiver and a running back. Yeah, he's and he nuts. Yeah. Number one by in my, in my winning season two years ago, I had Kamara and he just yeah run riot at times. It's crazy. Me up next at five. Right before I announce my pick, I'm just gonna just gonna ask throw it out to you guys. Because I I think I was in a horrible position here 
with 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 the fifth pick in the first round with the t- first four being so obvious and out there who do you go for next what, what who would have you guys picked that first four goes who do you get horrible place to be um i'm gonna pass over to day trans first <laughs> um i mean probably the player that you chose you probably go chubb yeah I mean, those those talk about Barkley, but that was that was sort of I mean, six or seven, it's maybe. Um, I wouldn't have gone Chubb just because um, if Kareem Hunt is on one, like they just give it to you, don't get the consistency. They they have just with Chubb in full flow have just given it to Kareem Hunt on the on the odd occasion instead, just because I don't know maybe he's really impressed in training. The, the, it just it you haven't got one running back there like it, these are the four and ones after that are picked later are just the only running back in the room like the the second running back will get one or two snaps who would you pick instead Go so all head. right yeah so i think i would go for kelsey yeah yeah but it's just the points difference in that position i think um it does leave you a bit weak for the next pick yeah i ended up going with chubb um, and I mean, I played out this so many times in my head. I mean, I originally I was set on Jonathan Taylor, and then we had these the foot injury to Quentin Nelson particularly put me off, and they had the injury to Carson Wentz, who now has had a miraculous recovery. But I'd sort of made my mind up, and I really, you know, as a Chiefs fan, I wanted to go Kelsey. Every every bone in my body wanted to go Travis Kelsey in the first round, and I felt he deserved it. Adam Rank, one of the big fantasy answers in the US, was hot on picking Travis Kelsey. If you're fifth and below, you just take Kelsey in the first round because of the massive points difference. I mean, he basically won me the league last year. Um, But I think it leaves you very, very shallow at particularly running back um, and wide receiver one. I mean, you're looking at really, you know, you're not going to have an out-and-out wide receiver one or an RB1. You're not going to have any stars other than Kelsey, which is why I think he went later on in these rounds. But yeah, go on, Sam. Run us through. Alex was at 10. Who was before him? George is a mate of mine, mine and Dave's from uni. He picked up Stefan Diggs, which is very early. I think he would have dropped a bit further in most leagues. James is Dave's brother, picked up Aaron Jones. Great running back. I'm not sure he's quite at that elite status of those top four. Then you've got Austin Eckler, who I think is incredible. He went to Abbey. Next is Saquon Barkley, who obviously is like his skill ability is is better than most, if not all, running backs on this list. Who yeah. absolutely steal at 10-11, I think. But I don't agree, but he picked up Jonathan Taylor, and I might as well give you his 11 pick because he picked them up. They're essentially the same pick, aren't they? Uh, picked up Jonathan Taylor and Travis Kelsey, which is an absolute steal. Travis Kelsey at 11 is an unreal pick, um, but Jonathan Taylor, I think, would have dropped further, quite a bit further. Yeah, definitely. I think Jonathan Taylor could be could be amazing. But the one thing that got me with Jonathan Taylor is, and I think I mentioned it in the previous pod, is he he just reminds me of Miles Sanders of last year. You know, second year, had an amazing breakout last couple of games in his rookie year, and everyone thinks he's going to be incredible. Good O-line, good system. You know, it all looks amazing. And then look what happened to Miles Sanders last year. He just fell yeah. apart. Nothing, at some point. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Miles Sanders was a average RB2, if not a flex option last year. 
And you don't want to be picking a guy at 10 who's going to end up like that. I think Jonathan Taylor is a different entity, and I think he's got more ability than Miles Sanders. Um, but, you know, I would I would say Travis Kelsey is Alex's first pick. Jonathan Taylor is second, really. Um, so Alex picks up Travis Kelsey at 2.1, um, running through 2.2 to to my pick at, um, at 2.6. You know, we had three different wide receivers going. We had Devontae Adams at 2.2, Tyreek Hill going after Devontae Adams, which I thought was very interesting, going at 2.3. Ezekiel Elliott eventually comes in at 2.4, and DeAndre Hopkins at 2.5. What do we make of that? I think it's probably fairly standard. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, I think, could have gone in the first round. Um, Adams before Hill strikes me as a weird one yeah were they very matched or I mean obviously as a Kansas fan you would you would obviously want Hill above Adams yeah I I think skill level and all that you know Hill definitely but Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers coming back into the frame and now we know he's going to be that QB and maybe he's a bit pissed off and a bit grumpy but you know he's got one guy in that team that he is never going to lose faith with. He's made that clear over the off-season. It's Devontae Adams. that He's going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams a hell of a lot. And I think that I think I would have picked them in that order, personally. Um, Ezekiel Elliott comes in as the 10th um, running back off the board. Do we think that's probably fair for Zeke? Yeah, I mean, yeah, James was about to pick him seven and sort of didn't want him there. Um and then from to drop down to 14, uh, like, I mean, you can't really not pick him up. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I, I, too, that's, that's pretty much. The, yeah, I mean, let's point out here that James has currently got Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott as his two running backs. It's pretty good running back uh, room there, <laughs> if you like. But I, I don't think it's fair. I think Ezekiel Elliott should swap with Jonathan Taylor. Um, it's me next at 3.6. And... I was always going to go with a receiver here because I thought there's no way that I'm not going to get a top five, at least top six wide receiver. I end up getting the fifth wide receiver that I thought was clearly Calvin Ridley. Yeah, you've done really well there. Now, here's a really interesting point that I want to ask you. Would you have picked Calvin Ridley if D-Hop was still on the board? No, I'd have picked D-Hop. Yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, really important to have like one of the the top five wide receivers if you can yeah i think he's a very solid pick yeah good pick so i get calvin really at 3.6 3.7 is an um, carlos edwards heller um, <laughs> clyde clyde uh, 3.8 goes to uh and Najee Harris, which is a very interesting one, and then and then Dave follows up. What do you think of Najee? He's a he's an interesting pick in the second round, I think. Yeah, it's a bit like exactly the same as Clyde last year. Do you not get exactly the same feeling? Uh, I think Najee could do really well. Um, I don't think the Steelers O line is as bad as people say it is, um, and I think with Big Ben maybe taking less of a leading role, there is that opportunity for him. But it's the same as Clyde, like. You know, Chiefs won the Super Bowl and then drafted a running back in the first round, and they looked really good in training camp and really good in preseason. And everyone was saying he was going to do amazing things. And it's a very similar thing with Najee Harris. You know, he's amazing in the preseason drills and running through cones, which we talked about a lot in the <laughs> RBT. So, but I just don't know that it, you cannot pick a guy like that 
Um, and it's the pantomime villain, Danny, who's picked him. Um, you cannot pick a guy like that who's that much of a risk in a second round. I mean, CH went in the first round last year. I thought it was absurd. Um, yeah, uh, probably a bit risky. Um, the running backs sort of like the the top tier had sort of gone away. So it was a bit more, more of a gamble, whoever you went for from now on. I picked Joe Mixon, um, so I sort of wanted a strong two running backs to start off. Um, I think he was, yeah, one of the most solid that was still on the board. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals aren't the most exciting, but I think he's just a really solid running back. In my experience of the NFL, um, Joe Mixon hasn't lived up to the hype, um, and the hype is still going on. And the hype sees him as a round one running back. So, yeah, the hype suggests it's a steal, waiting to see if that will materialise. Yeah. But for my snake round the back at pick 20 and 21, I did go a little bit rogue. Dave scared me with this pick because Dave wanted was looking at him and that player is Darren Waller. So pretty rogue at 20 i think most leagues he would go later he's never going to drop to my fourth pick um if i wanted him i had to reach um just that points difference just killed me every week watching you dave and adam with travis kelsey pick up like 10 more points than any other um tight end every week just like really got to me i was just like i'm wasting a position here i need to reach and I completely ignored that feeling for the start of when I was doing mock drafts. And then I remembered it and I was like, Sam, like you promised yourself you were going to pick a good tight end. So I did. I reached a bit. I got Darren Waller. I really rate him. I think he could do special things. And as we said in the last pod, Travis Kelsey's scared of him. So he's got to be worse than this. So at this point, um, I think my plan was always to pick up a, a wide receiver because I knew at this point, in my opinion, you've still got elite wide receivers on, on the roster that are unpicked up. And I actually got one better than I was expecting to get. I thought this guy would be picked up earlier. And that guy's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I just great. think he, he put up crazy numbers last year as his rookie. He's now been with Kirk Cousins for a whole year, been with him over the offseason. He's now one of these advanced guys known throughout the league. Like he's almost one of those guys that even if they don't, even if Kirk Cousins doesn't really like him, he's got so much hype and he's got so much obvious ability, he can't not pass to him. So you, you turn down DK Metcalf and in comes Dave Myers, who picks. I mean, it's got to be DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, yeah, he's just such an explosive wide receiver. Um, can literally get you like if Russell Wilson wants to stretch his arms, he's going to get a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was listening to the um to the Around the NFL podcast, and they were doing slogans for each team. And the slogan they had for the uh, for the Seattle Seahawks was "Cook or Die," which is as in let Ross cook or completely fail. You know, give him all the opportunities you can get, and if he still flops, then that's your decision to to let him go or trade him or whatever. And and I think probably they will do that, and they will let Russ cook for at least. Some part of the season, and DK Metcalf also can be a massive part of that. Uh, Dave, it is your turn to run through the next few picks, and by God, you've got a task. <laughs> um, so this is where it starts to take off, and no one saw this coming really. Um, 
Apart I think from full, apart, full um, apart. So, <laughs> so 23, uh, Danny picked George Kittle. So yeah, that's a very that. solid, solid pick. And then I think Tom wanted a, a tight end for third pick. His th- fourth choice was Noah Fant. <laughs> so in the right. third round, uh, Noah Fant went off the board. 3.4. Noah Fant's gone off the board at 3.4. It oh wasn't even God. on my list. It wasn't on my top 10 tight ends. It was, it was ninth in our podcast list. Oh Crazy. God. Yeah, it, it's um, basically, I think Thomas wanted um, Travis Kelsey, who's never going to get, Darren Waller or George Kessel. That's who he wanted. Anyway, I saw that and I had to quickly go over it because it was my pick next. My pick next. My pick next. Um, and for me, this was fairly easy. I was, you know, I wanted a decent RB2 because obviously running back is hard to come by. And I managed to get David Montgomery um, in 3.5. He's a guy who polarizes opinion a little bit. For me, I think he's a very solid, um, he's a solid RB1 for me. He's a late round RB1. Um, and I get him, I get him as my RB2. So I was pretty chuffed with that. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, when Chicago, um, they struggled to get it moving last year. But when they did, Montgomery was definitely at the forefront of that. And he definitely got a lot of points during those weeks. So now, hopefully, with uh, is it Fields coming in maybe mid-week, mid-season, hopefully yeah. you can start getting the offence actually moving. And then that will really help Montgomery out. Yeah, I think... I think it's a great pickup, but I don't agree that he's a late. I think he's a he's an RB two. He's a good RB two, but I think he's not an RB one. But he's he's a good pickup in the third round, definitely. Next, uh, um, three point six. Uh, Josh Allen went off of the board, so he was the first quarterback that went off the board. So then, AJ Brown went off, and then good. next, Aaron Rodgers went off. Wow. So that's AJ Brown. Good pick, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What? You do it. AJ Brown, to be honest, is, is dropped. Like he could have gone very good. Yeah, he could have gone in second round, like happily. Anyway, let's talk about Rogers. What is Rogers going there for? It's yeah. like it's oh, just. I think was he a big Packers fan or no? no just, she's a Rams fan. So right. At 3.9, another tight end went off the board, and it was now a massive scramble to actually get a tight end. So this was Kyle Pitts picked up, um, which is probably where he, I mean, in the tight end list, roughly where he should be picked up. But in the third round is... Just absurd. Yeah, it's it's fair. Where he got picked in the list of tight ends is fair. We had a sp- we spoke about it, and we think he maybe was uh, I think two less than where he was, but it's not abrasive. Um, but at this point, this is just where the panic of the league ensues. Like we were all a few pints down, um, <laughs> we all we don't take the league un- unbelievably seriously. Some of us, what? Um, as in me? Me, to be fair, me, Adam, um, Alex, and Dave. Uh, like like to win other people pick Aaron Rodgers and Carl Pitts and Noah Fant (laughs) (laughs) go on Dave Alex Alex comes in with his next two which I think are probably reasonable so the next two are Keenan Allen 
and Antonio Gibson. Um, yeah, both very solid picks. Yeah, he needed a decent, he needed a good RB two. Antonio Gibson is a good RB two. Um, picks like Keenan Allen as his wide receiver one, which I think is probably about mid range. But you know, he's got Travis Kelsey on his team, so he doesn't really need to worry. Yeah, he's already got he's already got a wide receiver one. Yeah, <laughs> tight ends. <laughs> yeah, with, with picking up Kelsey so early, it just means he can pick up everyone else who had just fallen by the wayside after all the tight ends. Yeah, he he got lucky with the tight end mayhem, basically. I think because Keenan Allen yeah. is yeah should be picked up earlier than that, definitely. Go on, Sam, run us through the next round. Uh, so then Pat Mahomes goes. At, uh, is that four point four point two? Yeah, am I right? Yeah, four point two goes Patrick Mahomes. I think that's probably about fair. Then Mark Andrews finally goes. It. I mean, it's still too early for him to go, but in the list of tight ends, fine. You have to remember at this point, it's basically tight tight end mayhem at the minute. Everyone's just trying to grab one off the board. Um. So yeah, Mark Andrews goes. Then Kyler Murray. Uh, you heard our podcast before. Then you know that I rank Kyler Murray quite highly. I like him. I think. In the list of QBs, that's fair, but still very early, still really early. Next is Miles Gaskin, which he went very early for my liking. That's really early. Yeah, yeah he was. So he's actually, interestingly, that team's RB1, which looks very, very bad. You don't want your RB1 to be Miles Gaskin, really, do you? Um, I, I come in at 4.6, and at this point, I always wanted, if I wasn't going to get Kelsey in the first round, I wanted to reach for a tight end. I was planning on doing that in the fifth round. It's now the fourth round, and Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Fant, Pitts, and Andrews are all gone. So I am flapping my arms all over the shop, and I end up picking up TJ Hansen, which is, to be fair, the guy I wanted if I wasn't going to get any of those top three. Uh, What do you think about this tight end situation, Dave? Uh, I mean I was quite enjoying it because <laughs> I was always going to wait until like the 7th or 8th round to pick I, up a tight end I have to say I'm absolutely with Dave here because I reached for Darren Waller right which probably is what started this onslaught to be fair um, reached or not reached whatever you think I'm now sat with a tight end watching all these really good players drop because everyone else is picking up tight ends way too early and everyone's panicking to pick up tight end, and I'm sat there with one going, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm just loving it. And it must felt the same with you, Dave, just knowing, oh, I'm just going to pick up whoever's there later and yeah. just watching the onslaught. But if you want a tight end like Adam did, it's, <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> anyway, well, there's some less rogue, rogue picks coming up next. Too. Go on, run us through, Dave. So is this... Cooper uh, Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Uh, so... Decent wide receiver. Um, these are all wide receivers that go. So then Mike Evans goes. Then I pick up Terry McLaurin. Um, Scary Terry. You've done well with Terry. I then managed to pick up Alan Robinson, who I have to say I would put above all three of the wide receivers that went before him. So Terry, yeah. Mike, Mike Evans and Cooper Cup. I feel like I've got absolute steal there at wide receiver two. Yeah, at the, that's at very the, good. At the end of the fourth round, like we, to Dave, you obviously have the choice of Terry or Alan Robinson. Were you um and ahhing there, or was it always going to um, be? I think in the chaos of 
the tight end situation. <laughs> Didn't really know what was going on. Um, <laughs> so I just went on the, the wide receiver list and was like, oh, there's too many. I just, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think Terry and Alan Robinson are very, very close. Um, if you look at the, the wide receiver picks after that, it starts to fall off a cliff a little bit. Um, so I think you both got in there, in there while they're hot. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Sam. I think I think I put Robinson ahead of McLaurin, Evans, and Cup. And I think he's a very right. solid option. And for your wide receiver too, when you've already picked up a tight end, I think you're doing very well there. I think Alan Robinson is a great pick. Um, like that, that Devontae Adams went on social media last week and said, "Who do you think the best?" Um, route runners are and number one he said Devontae Adams <laughs> and number two he said Alan Robinson uh, he just said look that that's that's the guy uh, so he's obviously really good he's going to also get Justin Fields hopefully at some point which could really elevate him could also make him fall but I think it will elevate him my next pick is Jandre Swift who is just unbelievable he's my RB2 Jandre Swift is an RB2 like he I think could be an RB1 but is is a really high RB2. Um, and he's fallen all the way to 41st pick. And I've just got away with murder there, I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've got DeAndre Swift. Uh, I'm going to do this round, but it's Dave's pick next. So on to you. So I've picked up Julio Jones. Um, Julio, Julio. Julio. New team, but as a flex player, or just just decent like depth. I think that's a really good player. To Absolutely have there. not. I'm not having this. Uh-huh. Going on it again. There we are, every single time. Is a very best to flex option. At very he is. And he is. He is for Dave. Yeah, he and is. Dave's flex well. Stop. well, let's look at the flex options available. Actually, to be fair, the Pelicans pick next. I'd pick up a Julio Jones. But who loves him? Receivers. You've got have, Woods. Godwin, Lockett, Phelan, Cooper, DJ Moore. All right, let's not bring OBJ into this. Let's not be. Let's not be Alex. Yeah, but Tennessee is quite entertaining to watch, so I kind of yeah, want. It's, to it's a good point. No catches for Julio. <laughs> no, it's a good point. Um, look, we're going to watch these games. Dave's chosen him because he likes what he's going to watch. I would have put the next guy above, who is Robert Woods. Um, yeah, so Robert Woods, uh, I think... Yeah, I, no, he, he was really good last year. And I had yeah, I, I think Robert Woods comes above Cooper Cup, obviously both in the same team. I think Robert Woods is better than Cooper Cup. And we said this in the pod. Uh, so, yeah, Robert Woods over Julio for me, but I honestly don't think it's that close. Adam, I'm not even going to give you the time of day. Let's stop talking about Julio Jones. Um, but I think, I think, Dave, you've done all right there. Well played. <laughs> then we move on to this pick which genuinely took me three or four picks to understand this has happened because he was my QB QB one. And I was definitely going to reach for him. Well, because obviously Seahawks fan, Russell Wilson went at 44. I would, so I was going to pick him up next round, which obviously his first pick is a way around now. I've got to wait sort of a while. Um, I fully expected him to drop that far. Um, But yeah, picked up in the 44th, 44th pick. I was like, okay. I mean, that's fine because, good better QBs are going to fall but it's a bit sad because I'm a Seahawks fan but yeah Rogue I think this is really early then we've got JK Dobbins Adam that's your pick yeah I bottled this one I have to say 
You definitely got, got to take some today after the draft. Like, did you bottle anything? And I'm like, yes, I definitely bottled J.K. Dobbins. I think I couldn't, I couldn't get away from the temptation of how good he could be. The get the next guy who ends up getting drafted literally next is Chris Carson, who I was umming and ahhing about. And Chris Carson's a more solid option. He's definitely going to get points. He's not much of a worry. You know, we're talking about my flex option now, my RB3. And I definitely wanted another running back because they start running out fairly quickly after this. Um, And I just, I bottled it. And although Carson was higher in my rankings and I think higher in our pod rankings as well, the the pure upside of J.K. Dobbins just, just took over. Yeah, it's fair enough. I would have gone Carson. I think most people would have. I think in res- in retrospect you would have as well. Dave, would you go on Carson over Dobbins? Uh, most likely, if he's a yeah. bit more consistent. Yeah, it's just if it, to be fair, if Chris Carson stays out of injury, he's miles miles above uh, quite a few like Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, and Miles Gaskin. I think he's above all of them if he stays fit. But he often just has a niggling injury that puts him out for two or three games, and that's why people don't like him. And that's completely fair. Because he has every season for the last three years. So, fair enough. And, and that's, if they're, they're going to run at Baltimore, I think Lamar will just yeah, hold on to it. Yeah, tend to just kiss Lamar. Argument. I don't like this argument. Because you look at what they did in 2019. Uh, yeah, no, they're quite like, run-heavy, aren't they? You know, they're massively run-heavy. You know, it's not like every time they run the ball, it's <laughs> Lamar Jackson. They just couldn't do that. It's not possible. They're so run-heavy, and they're going to use a running back a lot. I think because J.K. wasn't so productive last year, because obviously they had Gus Edwards coming in and doing a bit, and Mark Andrews was meant to have a bigger role and flopped a little I, bit. But I think Dobbins could come in, and they could just say, you know, you're going to do what, what Ingram did for us in 2019, and you're going to you know, pound the football and you're going to be our workhorse. And if he does that, then he's... Yeah, look, it's not, it's not that bad of a pick. It's not that bad of a pick. And yeah. I think you just you need to just stick with him because I think he could come good. And if he doesn't, you can trade him relatively early, week three, week four, or maybe get something good out of someone who's maybe trying to pick up Noah Fant in round three. Anyway, yeah. next is Chris Carson. I think he went... About where I should have gone and uh, maybe would have gone a bit earlier, but whatever. Chris Godwin, good wide receiver, very good wide receiver. I think that's pretty fair. I don't think I'd have put him much, much above where I came. Um, you guys stop me if, if you disagree strongly. Then CD Lamb, I think, is very, very skillful, but obviously second year, who really knows? And with what's going on with Dak Prescott, like coming back from injury, is it certain? I think that's pretty fair where he went. Brandon Ayuk would have dropped my list to be honest at 49 he would have dropped a bit further um just like Sam Fran last year was mayhem um I'm not sure you can trust a second year from San Fran a second year that's come out of San Fran last year with all of the injuries and everything but he could welcome good and that could be a great pick and I could look like a fool and then we get to Alex's two picks so um shall I hand over to Adam to lead them into the next round yeah, I mean, he picks up Tyler Lockett and Miles Sanders, who I think are both fairly big risks. Lockett less so, because I think he's not just going to completely fall off a cliff. But we spoke about it in the in the wide receiver twos episode. The Lockett could could see a bit less of the ball if Russ starts to deteriorate and DK accelerates like we think he can. Lockett could be a bit of a detriment to that. And Miles Sanders, you can't be convinced by him because they drafted a running back. They drafted Gainwell. 
and he, you know, he's going in the draft. You know, you know, how convinced are the Eagles that Sanders is going to be that amazing? Um, but what I'm going to do now is um, let's run through all of our remaining picks. So I will go first. Um, I pick up Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Dante Johnson, Kenny Galladay, Michael Carter. And then I pick up the Steelers defense. Debo Samuel is a bit of a backup at wide receiver. Zach Moss, because he may take over from Devin Singletree at Buffalo. Um, Harrison Bucker is my kicker. Justin Fields is my backup QB, just in case he comes in and takes over like Justin Herbert did last year. And then I pick up AB in the last round as a bit of a joke, and maybe John Brady throws him a lot. Um, I think my strengths really this year are going to be my options at wide receiver. I think I've got... You know, I've got Amari Cooper and I've got Ridley as my really lead receivers. And then I've got people like Dante Johnson, Kenny Golladay, Debo Samuel, all backing me up as very, very good options that I can use for flex um, or just on the bench. I mean, any one of them could pop off. What do you think? How do you rate my team, guys? Yeah, it's good. It is good. It's very good. Um, But it's not. uh, You've got a lot of really good players in your team. I, but you've got no one to me that stands out and goes, I'm going to win you this week yeah. alone. It doesn't really matter what happens to anyone else. As long as they pick up like half the points they're expected, I'm going to get 40 and I'm going to win you this week. I don't think you have many, many players that are going to step up and do that. Might, might be wrong, but that, that's my opinion of your team. Very good, but not, not, not missing that element. I think. Yeah. I mean, if, if Prescott yeah. goes off, that- then Cooper, Cooper could really go off as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ridley could be a really, really good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think we learned mainly from last year how anyone can go off and be a lead top 10 in their position at any time. And I'm, I'm hoping for a bit of that, you know, maybe Conor Duck, maybe Goldberg goes off, maybe... Um, Dante Johnson ignores all the all the competition he's got in that wide receiver room and, and starts going off and Big Ben has a breakout year in his last year and you know I've got that stack of Dak Prescott yeah I break, breakout season for Big Ben uh, it's definitely not going to happen um, <laughs> but yeah I agree right, go, right. go on and bring through your team Dave who do you pick uh, from from round five onwards so I was really happy with getting Lamar this low um, Sam less so and then I got Daryl Henderson Chase Edmonds Mike Kozicki I waited for him uh, Jerry Judy Tony Pollard Marvin Jones the Tampa Bay defence Jarvis Landry Ryan Shookup and then Nelson Aguilar because I needed a pat, pat at the end <laughs> yeah fair enough have you got a kicker? Uh, yeah Ryan Shookup all oh, right, so yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you looks got very it. good opening rounds. I mean, running through your team, you got Cook and Mixon, solid RB one and RB two, and then you pick up Metcalf and McLaurin, who are all you know hovering around that area of you know eighth to fifteenth best. You know, maybe even fifth to fifteenth. You know, that high end RB two, low end RB one area. You know, you got Julio, you got Lamar, you got the half decent tight end. <laughs> Actually, interesting to know, um, you picked up the eleventh tight end off the board, and there are only ten teams. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then picked up two before me. Yeah, that's what happened. Absolutely absurd. 
absurd. I do think that you are weak in the running back department. And I think that that is the LA Rams fault because two days after our draft, the LA Rams signed Sony Michelle, which massively drops Daryl Henderson's ability. Um, And then you're looking at now you've let's say Daryl Henderson's part of a pack now. So you basically don't want to play him. Like that's now a risk. Let's, let's say that he's part of a pack with Sony Michelle with maybe Sony Michelle, even being the, the main guy which I think is what's going to happen, but might not. Um, you've got Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, really good, RB1, RB2. In their bye weeks, you're then looking at Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, and Daryl Henderson. And that, to me, is your main weakness. So I, for you, would be looking to trade trade for a running back, uh, like give an RB3. Mc- give me McLaurin, I'll give you Dobbins. All right, we're not doing trades on the pod. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, no, I think I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's your point. I think you are going to be a solid contender throughout. Obviously, we've got some really rogue teams in here. You've, you've heard some of the picks. So there are, like, we've got 10 teams and four playoff positions. I put you at sneaking a playoff position and then hoping yeah. on DK Metcalf. Yeah, I need to yeah. sort of gain the points that a couple of teams have got from the tight ends. I think that's that's one point. I actually, and, and if you've listened to the tight end episode, our many listeners, you know that I rate Mike Kosicki and I think he can do you a job actually, Dave. So I mean, uh, you picked him up late and we're following him. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I picked him off with the waivers and I've really, really enjoyed watching him. So hopefully you can just make that yeah. work with Tua. Um, but yeah. Before you go into your pick, Sam, don't know if we're moving on to that next. A little uh, hot off the press news, which I think just puts the cherry on top. Noah Fant is questionable for week one. <laughs> oh, excellent Ooh. stuff. Fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, George. Yeah. I, well. I, I feel like I've slagged you off and maybe a bit, Dave, there. And, and it's not, I didn't mean to do that. I, I do think your team is very strong. I just think that's your weakness. And that's the thing that, just, you know, yeah. you, you, you're switched on. You know, you, you'll know that as well with Daryl Henderson dropping you know that you need to trade for a decent rb3 maybe a couple of weeks into the season you obviously got Dalvin cook and joe mixon so you're not dying for one as long as no one gets injured you'll be all right but, yeah, you know, yeah yeah joe mixon joe mixon gets a horrible injury then yeah looking a bit dodgy yeah all right shall i go with mine far away mike davis justin herbert then i pick up kareem hunt devonta smith will fuller leonard finette Michael Thomas, earlier than I thought I picked him up. Jason Myers, mostly because I wanted a Seahawks player and was a bit scared that he might go. I picked him up very early. I normally go kicker defense at the end. Then I picked up Jamal Williams. I'll explain that in a minute. Derek Carr is my backup QB. I'll explain that as well. And Arizona Cardinals. So um, just a few things to want to explain. Arizona Cardinals picked up. uh, There's a few teams above them, but I think they've got JJ Watt. Like, that's why I picked them, basically. Um, Derek Carr basically is playing the Eagles when... Justin Herbert is on a bye week. So I was like, <laughs> there we are. Um, Jamal Williams, I mostly picked up because DeAndre Swift is um, semi-questionable for the first week. So I basically didn't want to rely on waivers to pick him up. Um, and then I think that's all I want to explain. What do you think of my team, boys? I think it's good. I think you've done very, very well. You know, those first few picks that you ran through, Mike Davis, Justin Herbert, Kareem Hunt, Devonta Smith. Very nice. Very, very nice. I mean, the fact that you got Kareem Hunt in the ninth round. Yeah, it's a steal. 
I mean, I I was I was looking at him when I was hovering around picking Dak um, and then Dante Johnson. I was like, oh, let's pick Kareem Hunt, and I was like, mm, I've already got Chubb, so I can't really do that. So yeah, getting Hunt there is is a big steal because I think at the very least he's a such a solid flex option. Like, there's no way that he's not going to get solid points and go off a couple of times. Mike Davis, I think, could be a breakout player this year and providing yeah. Atlantic the snaps that I think he deserves he'll be very good Justin Herbert yeah very solid quarterback and, and you've done well to get him there we saw we saw Alex who I'll I'll run through his list in a minute get absolutely screwed with quarterbacks because he ends up picking up the ninth off the board or tenth off the board um and then you go you know Devonta Smith is a risk but you picked him up in the in the ninth round so you sort of think tenth round even you sort of think that's okay um yeah I, I think yeah. You look, I, I'm honest I was reluctant to tell you this but I think you've got that roster in the league. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't want to get cocky. I'll let Dave talk to my team and then I'll say why what I think of them. Because it's not yeah. all positive for me. So I think you did really well getting Waller early, which just meant it just opened up the door for you to pick up everyone else that people weren't picking up. And yeah, you've made really good picks. I mean... Yeah, I probably should have picked up Kareem Hunt instead of Chase Edmonds. Yeah, sort of balls that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, nice. It's a solid team. And you've got the Myers in there, which, yeah, I'm a bit sad that neither me or James got that. Proud of the Myers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you have picked him up then? Um... I mean, he missed no bit early. last year. Yeah, I mean, that's why I picked him up. I was scared of Myers lot with no nick him. It, sorry, it's worth mentioning that Dave's second name is Myers. <laughs> it's very American. Yeah. Um, so for me, for my team, I think on paper, I'm like really chuffed with it. Like, we got the reports back. You know, you get the reports for each of them. And it told me I was going 15 and I was going to win the league. Obviously, that's always nice. My weakness, I think, is I've got a lot um, A lot of my players are players that have loads of potential but might not do it. For example, Devonta Smith, like what a pick that late on because he could be... Will Fuller as well. Yeah, and Will Fuller. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say him next. Yeah, exactly the same. In, could be like genuinely going at w, uh, wide receiver one or two at the end of the season. Um so really good picks, but if it doesn't go right, then not great. Leonard Fournette as well, like mid season could be, as long as he sees himself as Tampa's number one running back could be insane, but could be a no one. Um, I think I did really well to pick up Mike Thomas late, like surprised he dropped that far. I know he's injured. He's going to miss half the season, but if I hold on to him, he is good bargaining power for someone who's missing a wide receiver in the latter half of the season. Do you know what I mean? Um, But just my lineup at the minute really gets me excited. My running backs are Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, and Mike Davis. Mike Davis, by the way, I really rate this year, I think, as the main running back. If anything, I have given you high praise. Yeah. But if, say, DeAndre Swift and Mike Davis aren't what they're made out to be, you're struggling running back. Yeah, it has to be then Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, for example, like you said that Kareem Hunt's a great flex option. He's currently sat on my bench. So he is, where, yeah, he's he's good to put in. 
Um, so yeah, then I, I'm left with Kareem Hunt going in and leaning on a wide receiver, basically. Another yeah. thing that I've noticed, sorry to rip into your team, Sam, but um, no, you've taken out Michael Thomas because he's injured. You've only got four wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it is. It is. And, and also Will Fuller is suspended for the first game of the season. And only so two, also only two are consistent. Yeah. Like you don't want to rely on Devonta Smith or Will Fuller. And it's best I've found to have a wide receiver in flex. They tend to be a bit more consistent. I would completely agree with that with most teams. But you've got to remember here that my flex option is Mike Davis. Like that's how well I've done with my running backs. Pretty good. Uh, I like my flex option is Mike Davis. And if he doesn't do well, I've got Kareem Hunt at flex. Like my running backs sort of make up for that a little bit, but I do completely agree. I am weak at the wide receiver depth. Um, when it comes to bye weeks, I'm going to just going to hope that Devonta Smith is settled in and Will Fuller's settled in basically. Yeah, um, I think it's fair. You've got a strong team. Um, what I want to do now is, because I know he'll be listening. He'll be, he'll be one of our probably under 50 listeners. Alex, let, let's, I want to give, everyone needs to give Alex an, a rating out of 10 for his team. So I'll run through it. Um, a running back, he has Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, uh, Rojo, and Devin Singletree picked up in the last round. At wide receiver, he picks up Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson comes in as well as DJ Moore. That's interesting. Darnell Mooney, who he's been high on since the start of this podcast, and Jalen Waddle later on. Uh, he's got Travis Kelsey as his tight end. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he ends up getting as quarterback, which I think is a big, big hit on him. Um, ends up getting the 49ers defense, which is a good pick, and then Jason Sanders as his kicker. Um. Yeah, it's not a bad team. To be fair, his running backs, he's done well. I don't rate Antonio Gibson where he drafted him, but a lot of people do. Uh, Miles Sanders, he picked up very late. Well done. Um, I think I'm going to give him an average an average seven. Average six or seven. 6.5. Okay. Dave, what do you reckon? Um, probably seven with the wide receiver he's got pretty good depth in there and uh, never seven i'm gonna get i'm gonna give him an eight i think i think he's done okay i think it worries me with ryan Tannehill. um jonathan T- but just any roster that you look at um you know you're judging their running backs you're judging their wide receivers you're looking at their quarterback like who can damage me when you're lined up against them and then you look at their tight end and he's got travis kelsey and you're like Ah, it's a really good pitch. Yeah, like you just, yeah. Just you look across and you're like, you're looking at, you look at Alex's team like, ah, oh, Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson, Gibson, like, all right, all right, I can manage that. That's fine. Keenan Allen and Tyler Lockett, all right, fairly standard. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Uh, Tannehill at quarterback, ah, oh, he's weak. You're thinking, oh, this is quite a weak team. You know, you might have DJ Moore at flex, which is a decent flex option. And you're going like, yeah, I can beat this team. I can beat this team. And then he's got Kelsey at tight end. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm losing. Like, that's yeah. literally. Yeah, like so I'm, I'm points that you need to make up just in yeah. entire end. I'm I'm playing Alex first week, and um, I, I 
according to the app, have the most highest projected points. We all know that that is like genuinely quite shit. With some, some it's quite good with most players, and then some players it's like well you've underdone them and you've massively overdone them, and it's just a bit weird. Everyone knows you're a ratings bitch. You just follow apps, don't you? I wasn't. I think I'll have you found that I was not a ratings bitch throughout my picking, but it turns out that I um, have ended up with a ratings bitch team. Um, Anyway. I yeah basically I'm like looking at the players and Mars Sanders is maybe a bit undercooked at 12 points they've projected Jonathan Taylor definitely undercooked at 10 and then Travis Kelsey at 23 it's like uh yeah it's, well he's definitely getting 23 it's whether or not he gets 35 <laughs> so yeah um uh, you're not fearful in the look of his team that Travis Kelsey could definitely damage you okay so i think that wraps up today's pod um we had to whip through them there at the end but um yeah, i think alex will be overall happy with a with an average rating of, of 7.4 odd um so yeah i mean let by all means get in touch with us on twitter let us know what you think of our rosters and um thanks thanks dave for yeah. joining us today. you've done a good thanks job for man. having me on yeah dave it's been a it's been a good laugh you're welcome on anytime i know that a couple of the other lads have um message me as well so i'll uh we'll get some more guys on yeah yeah run run around the whole league while we all go through the next weeks so the next time you hear from us we might try and do a cheeky pre-season episode but if not you will hear from us on week one we'll be having some hot takes now our podcast will suddenly become relevant in the actual nfl rather than talking about players over the pre-season for the whole time so uh, we look forward to that and as i say every week pass on the pod to anyone you can if you enjoy the podcast pass it to a Around your UK fans, um, and particularly over the next couple of weeks when we go into the season, we'll become particularly relevant and be giving you all the tips of who to pick up off the waivers and who's done well of the week and and all that good stuff. So um, we'll see everyone soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, nice one. Cheers, Adam. Cheers.